BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey mom, first things first, thank you. It's my one year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Prepare yourself for the only talk radio show you'll want to turn up. Crank this thing. Sirius XM Pandora presents the place where your hard rock and metal voice can still be heard. You got your ass, baby. Unfiltered, uncensored, say whatever you want. Hit the record button. Anything can happen, you know. I know that ain't nobody out there came to be mellow tonight, now did you? I say, I say there ain't nobody. I say there ain't nobody not out there that even wants to be a little bit mellow now, is there? Anybody wants to get mellow, you can turn around and get the fuck out of here, all right? This is the Trunk Nation Podcast, Podcast. with host A. Trunk. What's up, everybody? It's Eddie Trunk, and welcome to another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, new every Thursday, wherever you get your podcast, totally free. Be sure to subscribe so you do not miss one, and uh, get caught up with interviews and information and news from the biggest names in rock and metal. If you are listening to the podcast on what is our posting day of Thursday this week, A big happy Thanksgiving to everybody in the U.S. And we've got a great podcast to bring to you for this Thanksgiving holiday and Thanksgiving weekend because it will feature my recent interview with Sammy Hagar, Joe Satriani, Michael Anthony, and Jason Bonham. Yep, I went to L.A. about a little over about a week, week and a half ago, I guess it was, about a week and a half ago, to the Sirius XM Studios in Los Angeles and conducted an interview with those guys to announce their tour, which by now you've certainly heard about. Uh, They're going to be going out next summer and performing throughout the U.S. A killer lineup with Satch on guitar and basically Sammy's longstanding band, The Circle, Jason Bonham, and of course, the great Michael Anthony. And they're going to lean heavily on Van Halen material. Now, not exclusively Van Halen but more Van Halen than they've done in the past. And look, you know, Sammy kind of hinted to me about this a year ago, that he was thinking about doing it. 
If you've seen Sammy's band, The Circle, in recent times, they've added more Van Halen, including some of the Roth era stuff. And at 76 years old, Sammy is really looking at this as maybe his last opportunity to really perform this music. And it sadly looks like there's not going to be any sort of Eddie Van Halen memorial. So this is their way to celebrate that music. I think it's a great idea. I think that uh, Sammy remarkably, for the most part, can still sing this stuff very well. Obviously, you've got a world-class guitar player in Satriani in there, phenomenal drummer, and of course, the uh, original guy from Van Halen and Michael Anthony. So it's really a phenomenal band, and I am really excited about it, and I can't wait to see what they do. Now, the interview you're about to hear aired live, as all the interviews do, on my Sirius XM radio show, Trunk Nation. You can hear that live Monday through Friday from 3 to 5 Eastern, noon to 2 Pacific, on Channel 103 Faction Talk, or listen anytime live or on demand on the SiriusXM app. And as I tell you every week, if you are in the U.S. or Canada, you can get SiriusXM and you're not a subscriber and you only listen to this podcast, you're only getting a tiny, tiny taste of what I do on the radio live every day. So we'd love for you to come on board and join us for the daily show. And uh, again, you can listen on the app if you can't listen to the live window. And we give you an opportunity to sample Series XM and Trunk Nation totally free for three months, and there's no credit card required. All you got to do is go to SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk, sign up, get your free three-month trial, and you can listen to the show live every day or, again, on demand on the app. Now, another reason why that ties in with the interview you're about to hear is because what you are about to hear did obviously take place and replay a few times on my daily radio show. However, because this is a podcast, we cannot bring you music in a podcast. And part of this interview, uh, a large part of it, was Sammy and the guys playing some Van Halen songs. Uh, I got them to do, I think they did Best of Both Worlds. I think they did Summer Nights. I got them to play Pound Cake with Joe Satriani that he didn't even know the song, but he just went for it. So there were some amazing music moments in this interview, which unfortunately I can't bring to you because we can't bring you music on a podcast. But if you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you can go to the app. You can hear the full interview with the songs and performances, and even better, if you're a SiriusXM subscriber, you can watch this whole thing because it was shot in studio with multi-cameras, and that's now on the SiriusXM app. So if you have SiriusXM, you get the music, and you can watch full video. Here on the podcast, we're going to just bring you the interview content with Sammy Satch, Michael Anthony, and Jason Bonham. Remember to follow me on social media, at Eddie Trunk, Twitter or X, Facebook page, and Instagram, keep up with everything I have going on. Uh, without further ado, on this Thanksgiving Thursday, at least here in the U.S., I bring you Sammy Satch, Michael Anthony, Jason Bonham from the SiriusXM Studios in Los Angeles. Again, just the interview content. Go to the app on SiriusXM to get the full show with the performances and video if you are a subscriber, but enjoy a conversation with some of my favorite people right now on this Thanksgiving edition of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Welcome, everybody, to a very special edition of Trunk Nation being heard on Sirius XM Faction Talk and Classic Rewind. I'm Eddie Trunk. Great to have everybody here. 
And uh, we are celebrating the best of all worlds, a tour just recently announced by Sammy Hagar. And to get things started, we're going to get the guys out here right now. Uh, first, welcoming on the drums, let's get Mr. Jason Bonneman here. And on, there he is, there he is. On bass guitar, Mr. Michael Anthony. On guitar, Satch, Joe Satriani. And of course, the red rocker himself, the one and only Sammy Hagar. And I'm told that uh, before we get yapping for a bit, the guys are going to get things started with a, a classic, a Van Halen classic. Everybody good with that? Take it away, Sam. Well, we had an opportunity this morning to uh, play and sing at 6 o'clock in the morning for Howard Stern. It's like I have a song called Father Time where the favorite line in there is, when was the last time you did something for the first time? Well, that was this morning. So I'm living it up the dreams. But... Um, so we're a little fried, my voice. Well, I'll speak for myself. My voice is fucked up right now. But uh, uh, it's okay. I'll put on my shades and I'll just get through it. You watch this because this, uh, this is not the, the, the most uh, tame song I've ever sang in my life. But uh, because it's the best of, both, best of all worlds tour, we figured it'd be good to do best of both worlds. And then we'll talk to you guys, all right? Let's hear it one more time, everybody. Come on. So I think we got to get you some microphones if everyone's going to sit down, right? By the, do we have the mics by the seats? Let's do that. Or are you going to move Good the chairs evening. up? All right, whatever you want to do. We're working on the fly. I think we can all agree that Sammy Hagar, even starting at 3 o'clock in the morning, is mind-blowing as a singer. That is just absolutely nuts, man. You just turned how old? 76, brother. <laughs> Seven, the freak hey, of who's freaks. Counting? The freak of freaks, as I call them, in the best of ways right there. Simply amazing. Thank you, Eddie. And I got to say this. As I'm sitting here about three feet away from Michael Anthony playing, and I, the, he's about a, a foot away from his microphone, yeah. and that voice is blasting right over here, <laughs> sounding amazing. Like, the... It's, it was amazing to sit this close to you guys and hear that vocal dynamic between the two of you because it's the sound. It's the sound, but Michael, your voice, like, it's, it's crazy, man, what's going on there. It's just, yeah, I mean, I we always I... heard it, but it's, it's the simply loudest voice Nothing I can explain I've ever sang with. When we do on the, in the studio, when, when we have, um, you know, do background vocals on one mic sometimes, we just do some, it's like this, and I sing loud, you know what I mean? But this guy, he's like way back here to get a blend. If he's up here, you don't even hear yourself. Yeah. When you hear that voice, you hear that's the that's the secret sauce yeah, of the Van Halen the, stuff right the there, man. Weapon. The one and only. <laughs> so, obviously, we're here to talk about this 
big tour that's been announced called the Best of All Worlds. We just heard the Van Halen classic from 5150, uh, Best of Both Worlds. And uh, the big, beyond the tour, the big reveal about this is the return of Mr. Joe Satriani to working with you guys. Sammy, how did Joe come back into the fold here? Well, there's a reason. uh, Because... because, um, when Mike and I, we, you know, Van Halen just released the box set of, of my era, the remastered and everything. So a band called Van Halen 2. So that thing went straight to number one on all the charts. Uh, Mike and I were very active, and so was Al, uh, to do the remastering. Oh, this needs more basses, blah, blah, blah. So uh, we were listening to this catalog for the last six months, you know, a lot. And, you know, Mike and I have been talking about, hey, how long can we do this? You know, hey, maybe, they'll, you know, Al will want to do a reunion and blah, blah, blah. And it just never happened. It's been 20 years since Mike and Al played, played with Al and Ed. 20 the years ago. Tour, yeah. Tw- coming up in June of next year, 20 years from the 04 reunion. Well, that's when we're starting our tour. Not intentionally, but it just happens to be. So Mike and I just one day just said, you know, <laughs> we can't wait another 20 years. I'm going, I don't know how many years I can still sing and do this, you know. And we just talked about it and said, hey, let's, we got Jason who, plays you know just like al because al plays just like his dad <laughs> you know it's kind of a round and round thing and i said hey if we're going to go deep into the van halen catalog though we need joe satriani because he's the only guy that really understands what Eddie. a lot of guys can imitate eddie millions of guys right play him all day long i can even noodle it but i don't know what the fuck i'm doing he knows what he's doing and so gave joe a call he loved the idea we're going to go deep Van Halen. I mean, we're going to play the best of all. We're going to play Chicken Foot. We're going to play Little Montrose. We're going to play, of course, my greatest hits and stuff. And then we're going to play a whole lot of Van Halen. <laughs> well, I noticed that in the ad mat that came out for the tour, that, that you list a bunch of songs literally on the ad mat. And a large portion of them are Van Halen songs. And you and I talked about this a little bit because with the circle – you actually were spiking in more and more of the Van Halen stuff. And I'd said to you, I said, you, you might as well because nobody else is out there doing it and it needs to be heard. So it, it sounds does. to me like you're taking that to another level with this tour. A hundred percent. And you had a lot to do with it too. We, if you remember, we consulted you about who the guitarist should, player should be and about things like that. Um, yeah, it's because, like I said, no one's going to do it. The music's got to be supported and it's got to live on. And there's, you know how many young teenagers out there that worshipped Eddie and never got to see the band, and even with my my era, which was you know ten years after that, uh, so yeah, we're gonna let we're gonna go out there and serve those people. We're gonna for the young ones that want to see it and never got to see it, they're gonna hear the real voices at least, you know. And um, I think we're the whole idea of having Joe Satriani, having a keyboard player from Europe, I mean from uh, Australia that plays with Joe a lot, that Joe calls the best musician he ever played with, which I'm insulted, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> His, and he's got a name that I can't even pronounce. Uh, and, and he's he's a great singer, great guitar player, and a great keyboard player. So we're gonna have everything live, no backing this tracks. Is, this is what you love, Eddie. hundred percent live. Real. What an I, what a concept. A live rock live. show that's yeah. live. Thank you. Thank no you. Tapes, Thank you. No nothing. Thank you. God bless you. Joe, let me ask you about this coming back in. Obviously, you've worked with Sammy and Michael and Chicken Foot. (laughs) And, uh, you know, I I know you and I have talked a lot over the the past years, and you were like, always had a desire to kind of revisit that. This isn't that, but you may play some of that, I'm assuming, in in the set. But what was the appeal for you? Because, you know, you've got a lot going on. I know you've got G3 stuff. You've got a tour with uh, uh, Steve Vai coming up. You've got a lot of things going on. But what for you was the appealing thing about this, digging into the VH stuff? It was actually playing with these guys. I mean, that was the main thing. 
was that I was thinking, you know, as you said, the chicken foot might not come together and do an album and a tour in a traditional sense, but I really miss playing with Sam and Mike, and I never really got a chance to play with Jason for any length of time. You know, we did a couple of things here and there, but I knew there was a connection. There'd be a great chemistry with us if we just had the right vehicle. And as scary as it is to have to stand up and play Van Halen songs, <laughs> I thought I'm going to do it because I, I don't want to pass out playing with Sam, Mike and Jason. It's just too good to be true, you know. So summertime tour, I mean, it's going to be so much fun. And for people that, that don't remember this, like, I don't know, maybe it was a year, not even two years ago, that there was a, a, a leak kind of of this idea of a Van Halen celebration that... Joe, you were attached to. Yeah, yeah. Um that Jason Newstead had talked about and Michael, I think you had mentioned it yeah. as well. So so you Joe were always kind of uh in the Van Halen orbit, if you will, <laughs> yeah. uh for a while now. Can you talk a little bit about that? And is this kind of like maybe fulfilling that that didn't happen? This is a way to still do it? Well, yeah. I mean I gotta say, I mean, getting the call from Alex was just really out of left field. I'd never met him before so it it was great just to speak to him to, to get to know him uh and as i've said before when he and dave got on the phone and they asked me about you know doing the tour part of me said yeah i want to do it and the other part said don't say yes it's like you'll it's just too impossible to imagine going out and playing all these van halen songs uh but and i think i i called him up once or twice and said forget it like i've tried it and it just doesn't feel right and and I, I, I got to say that the idea that Mike was not going to be part of it was kind of bugging me, and I didn't know really how to figure that out. You know, I mean, I was, I was were the outside guy. Were you not going to be part of it? I thought you were kind of. You know, it's kind of funny because this, this was happening. I, I also got a call from Dave and Alex. I got a call. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> and uh, Irving Azoff got a hold of me at one point because you know he had been handling a lot of the Van Halen stuff and. Uh, uh, he actually, Irving had called me when Eddie was still alive and just asked how my, how I, I felt about possibly doing something. I said, yeah, you know, but you know, obviously that didn't come, that never came to be. But I remember, uh, after I talked to Al, I called Joe Yeah, and I'm all Joe. <laughs> they were telling me that they're talking about talking to you. And Joe said, I don't know what's going on. I, yeah. you know, and I mean, that's, that's as, far as, I, as far as my it was involvement. A confusing. confusion in the Van Halen world? Yeah. Oh, gee. Yeah. <laughs> obviously, obviously, Joe's the right guy. You know what Clearly. I mean? If, if, for Alex to say, you know, like, come, let's try to do this thing. Uh, it was like, to me, there was no other choice. Like, you know, Vic Johnson, you know, our guitar player in the circle, great, fantastic guitar player. You know, he, we, we play five or six Van Halen songs. He's all good. And I'm going, yeah, well, we might play about 15. He's going, whoa, dude, wait a minute. How much time do I have? And I said, no, we're cool. You just, you know, lay back for this one. We're going to go out there with Joe and do this thing. Get this thing done while, I, while we're still young, you know. Well, clearly from the song we just heard, while you can still sing so incredibly well also which is so important now let's get to mr jason bonham back there on the drums before i know you guys started early today so we don't want him falling asleep and falling through those drums uh, i'm good <laughs> but jason this is this just came to me so and sammy i don't know if you and michael if you remember this but the very first time i ever saw you guys you jason play with these guys was in florida at the hard rock in hollywood 
you weren't the drummer in the band that night, but you got up. And actually, now that it comes to me, the song you played was Pound Cake, right? Yeah. Yeah. So so that was, and that was your... And your, finish what you started, and rock and roll, yeah. and Wouldn't let me a whole get lot up. of love. And we just, he stayed up there for the whole night, yeah. I don't, if you yeah. remember that. Yeah. He was going to come And then I got the phone call the next day. Yeah. <laughs> that was the thing. You that know when my, somebody's right, you know. That was my uh, introduction. But the weirdest <laughs> thing about the whole thing was I was doing the heart tour, and I bumped into Sam uh, in Denver. He was in a restaurant, and and uh, he, he he we just actually I tried to avoid him for some reason I don't know why, <laughs> um, for whatever reason. And I just in the end, fate would happen. We 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 bumped into each coming out of the bathroom, and uh, he's like, "Whoa, I'm playing in Fort Lauderdale soon. Do you want to come and see me?" And I'm like, "Yeah, cool. I'd come down." And uh, I was late as usual. I was going so fast I missed the exit. Actually, no, I was going so fast, I missed two exits. <laughs> and, and then I turned around, I came back, and they were already on stage. And he said, you know Pound Cake? And I'm like, yeah, I know Pound Cake. Ran to my car, bought it on iTunes, <laughs> just to make sure. <laughs> and, and his wife, so Sue, Mike's wife was outside going, I think Jason's buying uh, and listening to Pound Cake my, in his my car. Wife, my wife walks by Jason's car, and he's sure, in there listening to Pound Cake. She's like, I just Jason wanted to make sure that I knew it, you know. <laughs> Uh, but then, yeah, the next day, because you want to be in the band, and I was like, I've been here ever since. Next year's my 10-year anniversary. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah. Sammy, what's he got to watch? Bottle of tequila? What do you got for 10 years? Well, the problem is him and Joe are born on the same day, and I have to buy two cakes every year, so I'm going to... One. Up, you know what I'm saying? It'll be one cake, you know, it'll be... Yeah, two cakes on the same, cake. same day. These guys are born on the same day. It's so freaking crazy. But, you know, it just shows you about chemistry, like... Um, what we're trying to do here, you know, Mike and I, we've been, you know, we've been fishing in that Van Halen pond for a long time without trying to look, have egg on our face like we're trying to be Van Halen. I mean, I'm Sammy Hagar. You know, I got Montrose, I got Chicken Foot, I got my soul stuff, and I love my Van Halen years, don't get me wrong. But to just say, you know, we're just Van Halen. So we've been trying to tread in water on that, trying to be careful. Like I said, not to, you know, have people say, oh, yeah, now they think they're Van Halen because, you know, there's always some haters out there. So... But long story short, when we do do Van Halen, see, the first time I heard Jason play Pound Cake, the first time I heard him play Rock Candy, uh, a, a Montrose tune, which Denny Carmasi from Montrose, who was also in White Snake and bands like that, and in Heart, you know, he's a great, great drummer. John Bonham, hero. Every time we're in the studio, I want to get the Bonham sound. Everybody's going for the Bonham sound. Alex Van Halen, every album. I want the Bonham. I want my drum sound like Bonham. We go and hire... Uh, the guy that did it, come on, who the late great Andy Johns, show Al could get that drum sound on Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge. So when Jason sat down on the drums, I'm going, I found my drummer. <laughs> he can play Montrose sound just like it. He can play because those guys are playing like his dad, and he plays like his dad. And then when we play Led Zeppelin, it's like holy Christ! I mean Led Zeppelin for a minute, you know. <laughs> but uh, so now Joe can play Eddie's stuff right. He knows it. He knows what he's doing. He knows how to ad lib and how to not to and what the you know, what the uh you can't leave certain licks out that are iconic, you know. And and it's I think we really got it now. So we feel confident. And especially having a keyboard player and stuff that we feel confident we can bring the Van Halen stuff and do it as good as it can possibly be done today. Joe what's that's your, the idea. What's yeah. your yeah, yeah right. for sure. And, and we need that. We miss that. And you it's, do. It's, it's, I and, miss and it. Yeah, and the fans certainly miss it, too. And that recent box set, for those that don't know, Sammy mentioned it earlier, there's a box set. Finally, the, the Sammy 
period of Van Halen has been addressed in terms of remasters and what have you. There's a fantastic box set out now that also has a bonus disc with a bunch of tracks, some of which I actually forgot about that oh, are awesome. compiled on there. Yeah. That's really cool. So that's out now. But but Joe, I wanted to ask you, um, you know, from a guitar playing standpoint, obviously, you know, Eddie Van Halen was the guy that that everybody uh, looked up to. For you, what was the impact like of of hearing Eddie on on your playing? When was the first time you you heard him play? And going into doing this, what are you going to do? Are you going to stay f as faithful as possible to what he did, or are you going to put a little satch in there as well? How yeah. are you going to handle it? Well, first time. I remember clear as day the first time I heard Eddie play, and it was eruption coming through the radio. And I, and I was living in this little apartment, and early in the morning, and I decided I'm going to practice my usual routine, you know. And But I thought, I'll just turn on the radio and jam along with the radio. And then all of a sudden... <laughs> Lo and behold! <laughs> this thing, this beautiful sound fills my apartment. And I just stood there, like, amazed, and I was so... Happy, though. You know, the, the major part of me was so happy to hear somebody play so well and so beautifully and just sort of reimagine the instrument, what you could do with it, with all that attitude. And it was still dangerous rock guitar, but it was really beautiful what he was doing. And so besides, you know, when the song was over, I went, now, how does he do that? And that's like, that's when the hard work started, you know, trying to figure out how, you know, when you, you hear someone who's brilliant, you go, okay, I'm done enjoying it. Now, how did, I got to figure it out. And I was teaching at the time, so I really did have to figure it out because all my young students, like Kirk Hammett, they were all like, what is he doing, you know? And uh, it that had such a big impact on me. But the, the most important thing was that it excited me about the guitar. It came at a time when... Pop music was, you know, chipping away at guitar playing once again and trying to marginalize it a little bit. And Eddie just came on the scene <laughs> so and went, polite. no. He's like, so polite. <laughs> <you know? laughs> We're not going to do that. And just, you know, record after record, he would come out with something that would just make you draw and drop each time. Besides great, fun songs that could fill an arena or a stadium and just make you feel good, whether you're in your car or in your apartment like me, uh, or, or you know, going to a concert. I mean, it, that stuff traveled, which was really amazing. But talk about, you said what you told me, that I didn't realize. I'm a guitar player. I've been, in, I've been played with Eddie for 11 years, and I didn't know what Joe told me, because this is why I know he understands, he understands <laughs> what Eddie did. And I... I could. I've said what he he said that Eddie never played the same thing twice. You know, like he when he he you know he's been going deep live tracks, listening to this stuff. You know, on bootlegs and stuff around and going by the records, and and Joe explained that it, he left a lot of room for improv, you know, improvision. And and I'm going, wow! I played them all the years, heard all them solos, and they sounded like he was playing not exactly the same shit, but pretty much. You know what I mean? And Joe said, no, not really. Yeah, yeah I mean, you, if you're uh, like in my job, being an instrumental guitar player, I, I see as I'm going down that road of playing a melody, something like, you know, Surfing with the Alien or Satch Boogie, I can see all the alternatives because I played it a million different ways until we decided on the one that we left on the album. As a fan sitting at home, you know, they hear that one version of Satch Boogie and they might think, well, that's the only way that Joe hears it. But it's it's not the case. And, and you can... If you're lucky enough to sit down and just listen to all those great live clips uh, watching Eddie play, you can see he just kept moving. You couldn't stop him 
from improving and and uh, sort of investigating what else he could have done with each song. And you know, he'll like you said, he'll do those the iconic moments. He's got to do those riffs, but then he leaves this big freeway open with eight lanes and he's just going to be having fun with it through the night. And Reckless driving for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your approach going to be given what you just said and how he did change things night tonight? Where, what lane are you going to drive down when you, Joe Satriani play the, the, the Eddie Van Halen stuff? I think, I think the main thing I learned in uh, back when I got a gig playing with Mick Jagger back in 88 and that was name dropper yeah <laughs> it was crazy and we were talking about that on, on the drive over and how you know i knew i wasn't the guy the right guy for the gig you know and i but i did it anyway because i just wanted to meet mick and hang out and see what it was like <laughs> but i got the gig and then suddenly i had to represent all these lead guitar players that had been in the rolling stones playing these songs and i remember sitting at rehearsal thinking well you know sitting down with mick and saying how am i going to do all this stuff with just one guitar and he said oh don't do any of it just go out there <laughs> just be yourself just like get into the song and then do what you would have done if you were there playing the song now those songs are a lot easier to just join in on than van halen songs van halen songs are they're kind of built around eddie's architecture right alex's heavy groove mike's you know, huge bass lines. And then in the case of the, the second era with, with Sammy singing, this incredible thing that Sammy did, weaving his melodies, I don't know how he did it, how he sang inside of that madness that was, you know, Eddie's composition. Because when you, when you play them, it's almost like he just picked every odd offbeat he could think of to throw the singer off. <laughs> Michael's chuckling over That was over only here the too. last year. I think Michael, Michael dealt with that some on his end because he's yeah. laughing as you're talking. Because when, when Eddie would write a piece of music, it's like he, it was almost like he didn't have a lead singer in mind or what was going to happen there. Because you can almost listen to, you can listen to almost all every piece of Van Halen music, any one of our songs, and it holds up as an instrumental almost because Eddie wrote it like, it was just a bunch of bar chords where the singer can do whatever he wants with a melody over it. Sammy had his job cut out for him because yeah, Eddie, 50, I mean... 150 songs like that, man. It's a piece by itself. Yeah. It don't even need lyrics and vocals. It's my favorite Van Halen song. It's such an acrobatic <laughs> thing that you have yeah. to do to yeah. get, you know, a vocal. The song 5150. Yeah. Yeah, right. That that song is so intensely, it's just a perfect, gorgeous piece of music, uh, instrumental by itself. The yeah. guitar is so busy and all that stuff. Like for, well, let me give you, Joe, one more credit, though. i got to squeeze this in speaking of 5150. On Summer Nights, that song, Eddie wrote that guitar part on a, a guitar that has a joe explains what it is but it's trans like a trim. yeah trans trim it trans trim so that you can change the key without without a capo you can hold one chord and go without moving his hand right yeah. so eddie wrote that song on there and he used that thing like crazy now we only played 50 um, uh summer nights on the 5150 tour and it was only about halfway through yeah. because you'd break a string on that thing or eddie would be yeah. a little too high and and go into wrong key and it would be it was too hard to play that thing so yeah. we never played it yeah. so and it's one of the highly most requested songs on my website anyway from the van halen fan they they oh you gonna play summer nights it's, you know that's all they want to hear is summer night and the fucking us play that saying a big amp there. Look, I got goosebumps just thinking about it, okay? 
Can we hear a little bit of it right well, now? Well, Joe can play Joe, can you without play that fucking thing. I can't let I, you. I screwed it up talk, early this morning. He screwed it up or give like another shot. Give me a little. Uh, let's try it. We'll, we'll do a little piece of it. At least, you know. Yeah. Can I practice a little bit? Go ahead. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. This, is, this isn't Howard Stern. Oh. You're j- <laughs> oh, oh, what are you whoa. doing to me Come over on, here, Sam? Oh, But listen, it's impossible. It's impossible, but he's to start off. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top quality personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash Sirius XM. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mike and I have not played that song since 5150 (laughs) until this morning. And, I mean... I didn't even have to use a teleprompter, but and, and Jason's never played it. He was like, "Okay, I kind of know it." And Jason had the woo woos down perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I, Helps when you're a fan too, <laughs> so you know it because I have the albums and everything. So I'm going. There's a bit there where it goes woo woo. I, I know it because I bought the album. Well, Jason, going back to you back there, like we've talked about Joe digging in on the Eddie stuff, of course. And Alex's name has come up a number of times here, the great Alex Van Halen. And uh, I'm assuming there wasn't interest in him being involved in this. Hundred percent. You know, yeah. there was Jason, not. No, there was. Jason insisted upon. You know, I, I will not say yes to do this thing until at least you. Get, you know, Alex says yes. Or no. That was, Alex yeah. hasn't returned my call for five years. And I mean, I've called. I've left messages. I left texts. I left email. I don't think Al really wants to go out and play. Otherwise, they would have did it with Joe, and they were thinking about then, and Irving Azoff called me. Then Irving called me and said, hey, would you do it? You know, 
somebody's out of their mind, you know, you and Alice, I got to get you guys together. I said, fine. He said, reach out one more time. Reach out one more time. No response. So, I mean, I'm, Alex never played with anybody ever except his brother. His brother, yeah. I mean, he never jammed with anybody. Not The whole time we were in Vanity, Mike and I would be out playing clubs with Eddie, jumping on stage on nights off, and Alex staying on the side of the stage. <laughs> So, Jason, can you talk a little bit about your approach to playing this stuff and so, I, Alex as a drummer, how it, it impacted you? Um, so, as a young kid growing up, you know, if you take away the Zeppelin side of me growing up in that household, which was an easy thing for me to do because that was just, that's dad. That's dad's band. So, uh, and then at 14, he, he, he passed, you know, I was 14 and he passed. So, when I suddenly started getting into music and playing in bands, when, you know, I was a big rock fan. I spent a lot of time in, in London and, and got to open up with my first ever band. We'd open up for bands like Crocus, Ted Nugent, Def Leppard, um, Queen, ACDC, Meatloaf. Um, and I would go to Donington. So I would get to see these guys play. So I got to see the 1984 Donington performance. Uh, I was a huge Van Halen fan in both forms. Um, for me, I was an Alex fan, but that was the day I got snubbed from Alex. I got to meet him. Um, Leonard from YNT introduced me to him because I was like, he was my idol. I mean, after my dad. I mean, this is the guy I thought he was going to be nice because he used to set fire to the gong and, and I thought <laughs> he must love my dad, right? He must be into my dad. So, Mike will tell you the other side of the story afterwards. Um, so I go up to him, and I go, hey man, I want you to introduce you. This is Bonzo's kid. This is Jason Bonham. And Alex said, so what? Oh. <laughs> and I, oh. <laughs> anyway, I'll set fire to your gong tonight. <laughs> um, but I was still a huge fan. You know, I still loved his playing. You know, it just, so Mikey tell you what happened really. Oh. So. Is there more to it, Michael? Well, I mean, it may I, this, be. this is way before then, but uh, Van Halen, we, we used to play a place called Gazzari's on the Sunset Strip. You know, this is, you know, uh, early 70s, early to mid 70s. And uh, the band would take, you know, would do five sets. And in between one of the sets, we, uh, we were taking a break and somebody tells Alex, hey, John Bonham is over down the street down here. At the rainbow, hanging out. So Al grabs me and goes, "Come on, Mike, let's go down there." So I'm okay. So we go down there and we walk through the front door, and there and there he was. He had, uh, I guess, tipped a few at that point. He was hanging out, and I think he had uh, his hand was in a yep. cast. I don't know from you know whatever he injured it. 76. And Alex and Alex <laughs> went up to uh, John Bonham and said, "Oh my God, Bonzo, John Bonham, man, I'm your biggest fan." And he turned around and he took a swing at Alex. Oh, I think well, I think it's because he it. I think because he was drunk, you know. Right, yeah. It might have been, but uh, yeah, I was. <laughs> that was Alex when he met his dad. Jason, you know, you know what would have been funny if you only knew that because you could have taken a swing back at him. Oh, yeah, been going. <laughs> I heard my dad missed. Boom. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, he did. He did miss. <laughs> Settle the score. <laughs> I want. I want to talk about something else about this. That that for those folks that haven't seen the circle in a bit, you may not realize this has been going on, but. I'm assuming this is going to happen with this tour coming up, but m there's a moment in the Circle shows recently where Sammy leaves the stage for a couple songs, 
And Michael Anthony comes up and takes lead vocals and plays mm. some Van Halen stuff from the pre-Sammy, from the, the Roth era. I've seen you do Running With The Devil. I think he talk about love. So I'm assuming we're going to get that on this tour too, some of that? Yeah, we said we're Absolutely. going deep into Van Halen. We'll do the same thing. Sammy will take a break, you know, and, and I'm going to go. We're going to go a little bit deeper. Maybe even Cabo. more. We're going to play a long time. And in order to play two hours and 15, 20 minutes, uh, I can't sing every song all night. Start with Joe will play Sanchez Boogie, show off like a big dog, you know. Just like is what we, is what we're we're kind of replicate the Van Halen set from uh, probably from Foreign Lawful Carnal Knowledge, the set we did in which we had Panama in there. You know, we had Ain't Talk About Love, we had even had Jump. I used to had somebody else sing it, but so we're gonna put some of those songs in there because it's really about a celebration of. The Van Halen music, and just because I wasn't part of those things, I've sang those songs. Fucking Panama is as cool as any song we ever wrote. You know, what I mean, I love, I love singing that song. But uh, so yeah, Michael sing a couple. And if there's guest singers around in the audience, not in the audience, you know, people are going to come down and see this band, obviously. Cause, you know, people say, oh, we're going to go see Van Halen for the first time, and you know, some of these young singers, like I just sang with the Killers. They asked me to come down and sing, and they wanted to play Why Can't This Be Love, and I'm going. You guys know that song? He said, hell yeah, man. You know, we, we learned it. Will you sing it? And I came out and sang it. So I'm sure like Brandon would be, when we play around wherever he lives, it, it, and they'll come down and I'll say, hey, you sing this song, you sing that song. Every guitar player in the world is going to come down to see Joe in every city, just like they came down to see Eddie. So we plan on having a lot of special guests, and we'll go deeper into the Van Halen catalog with that because, you know, it's appropriate. These people said, oh, I, I'd like to sing uh, Mean Streets. We'll play fucking Mean Streets. You know what I mean? It's like... Yeah. He knows them all. We're going to serve it up. Let me give you a hypothetical. What happens if um, a guy named David Lee Roth shows up at a gig, <laughs> wants to come up and bring sing a song? We'll ask him We'll ask him what lyrics he remembers, because, you know, <laughs> say whichever's lyric. Whatever song you remember, we'll play that one for you, Dave. Can't get the Sam and Dave tour going again? From the bottom of my heart, he would be so welcome. He, and so would Alex, and so would Gary Sharon, and so would, you know, Brian May and all of our other friends. You know what, what about like, Wolf? Oh, Wolf. I'm sure Wolf will come to a show. Yeah. I mean, that's almost like guaranteed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, he has to. <laughs> Mandatory, Wolf. <laughs> <laughs> I want to go around the horn. And, and Wolf, well, before I do that, I want to ask you, um, how much of you, if at all, have you been able to rehearse? None. Today. <laughs> God's truth. No. Because I'm wondering when Joe, you know, Joe, I know you got a busy schedule. you got a lot going on. When yeah. did you kind of plug back into this and... I mean, I'm sure you know most of the Van Halen stuff anyway, right? Well, now, to tell you the truth, I spent my entire career avoiding learning any of his stuff. Once I became a solo artist in 88, I realized that if I learned how to play it, it would kind of seep into my playing. So I was just a fan. I'd listen to it when I was having a good time, but I just wouldn't play it. I wouldn't learn how to do it because I was afraid I'd pick up too much stuff. So... When, you know, going back a year and a half, almost two years, when Alex and Dave called me, I really had to sit down and deal with what I had avoided, which is figuring all this stuff out, which is why I said a couple of times I called him up and said, look, we can't do that song. I don't know what the hell he's doing there. And, you know, and they were like, it doesn't matter. That's not what, you know, they're not looking for a clone. They're they're looking for somebody who can really fill the shoes and understand where the music's going and why it was created. Uh, so, uh, 
how long do we have for me to work at home? I don't know, a week and a half or something. And the song list kept changing, of course. If you know Sam, he just keeps changing his mind up to the last minute. So well, I, thought, I wasn't even on the thread. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> well, yeah, he wasn't. Well, we know, Jason, Mike, and I know about 30 Van Halen songs, yeah. you know. And, and Joe, it was really about Joe, which one? So I was trying to yeah. be... Say, well, we, it's six o'clock in the morning. I can't sing dreams, you know. So uh, I kept saying, well, maybe just a little piece of this song, a little piece of that song. Because also learning a whole Van Halen song, these songs are freaking complex. You, you just yeah. heard Summer Nights. That thing's got 50 chord changes, time changes, and, yeah, yeah. And, and riffs that never happen again, you know. Uh, they're Different all like tunings. that. So we haven't rehearsed yeah. yet. Uh, you know, we're going to get together and rehearse the it. First, uh, the first time Joe, Jason, and I got together to even play any of this stuff was later on yesterday afternoon yesterday when we afternoon. got here to set the equipment up. To check the equipment. To check we, the we equipment. We did a sound yeah. check. It was like, so we had an hour. <laughs> Once again, yeah. wasn't <laughs> What is yeah. the, uh, Michael, starting with you, what are you most looking forward to playing in the set? Maybe something you haven't done before? With the band, with this band live? I mean, you're the, yeah, Michael's gonna, the OG gonna, here. He's yeah, the guy that's, that's right. been in all of I'm it. I'm the old so. guy, yeah. I, oh, I, no, I've, I mean, I've been witness to it all. But you've been part of it from day one. I mean, you're the guy. So what are you most, yeah, how does I mean, this feel without, for you? Without, without naming songs, there are a couple of the older the older songs before Sammy that uh, I'm looking forward to, to singing. I'm not going to give anything, you know, let any cat out of the bag or whatever. But you know, just just playing the songs, man. I, I you know I enjoy playing them now as much as I did playing them back when uh, you know when we were together as Van Halen, and uh, I, I I love the music. I love it all. Jason, I will say, um, Mike is the guy. He's the encyclopedia of it because you can call any song. Mike will play it as if he played it yesterday. It really does. It is. He is. And the voice. On, yeah. Everything. I love the music. What can I say? It's, you know, so... And he's not... He doesn't have a favorite period. You know, he yeah. loves what he accomplished, and I don't fucking blame him either. Mike's got um, the best memory of anybody I've ever known, and he's the fastest Somebody that runner. drinks that much, he has. Yeah. <laughs> Even drunk. Even drunk. Uh, is there anything that, specific, Jason, for you you're looking forward to doing? Um... Like we said earlier on with the certain songs, um, as being a fan, you know, the more the merrier. So uh, from both periods, but as we did earlier on from the 5150s and the summer nights, I hope I hope a lot of them stay in, in the show. Um, you know, I of course, I love playing Pancake and the things we, we've done already, like, uh, um, you know, why can't this be love, when it's love, um, you know, I love it all. So I look forward to putting together, and I love sitting with Sam and having like going over ideas. And Sam just doesn't shut me down. He'll sit and we go over and how can we how can we get as much in to please as much to meet as many people as possible without it being cheesy or like a medley or whatever. So I'm looking forward to that process because we can. There's amazing drumming on everything, so I'm blessed. I get to play the best drum parts. So all the music, whether we did, I'll be happy. So Jason's really musical. A lot of people, you know, I mean, not people, a lot of drummers aren't really musical. You know, they, they don't know what key or a note. Oh, well, can't you just play that note? Well, it doesn't work. You know, Jason's extremely musical, and he's probably done more a rearranging of some of the the my old material and and the Van Halen material, like the song right now, the way we play it now is the best incarnation it's ever been, I think. 
because of Jason's arrangement at the end of it and the way he does the fills in the middle. Him and Joe were going over it yesterday uh, and and just be, you know showing Joe the parts, you know how the kicks and what Jason's doing, and it's it's different. I mean, it, he's really elevated it, and and that's that's a special thing to be able to elevate any Van Halen song. It's not that easy, and you know as we get into rehearsals, I bet you everybody's going to kick in and we'll get some little medleys going so we'll be able to play a little piece of this a little piece of that and so we can get more in because like you know you can only play so long you i can only sing so long and and uh even joe said wow i told him how long we were playing he's going well why don't you do a acoustic song by yourself or something so i, I can have a little break my fingers will be fucking <laughs> bleeding i mean everybody's begging for a break jason said yeah so you know i'll do like eagles fly in the middle of the set like i used to do in van halen you know we, we're going to do Pretty much, like I said, that that foreign lawful carnal knowledge type set, but not the exact set. But you know, the solo will be Satch Boogie instead of Eddie's solo. Eagles Fly will be my thing. You know, uh, there, there won't be a drum solo, but there'll be a place where Jason will shine. You know, it's. And, <laughs> he's just getting that note. By he the hates way. it. No, the he's just looking at his face. The fucker won't play drum solo. I told him. I said, "Come on, you know, play your dad's drum solo if you don't want to play your own. Damn it, you know, yeah, we yeah, need yeah. a drum solo so I can take a break. You know." Satch, speaking of solos, and say, and since you said it was the first time you heard Eddie, yeah. would you play Eruption? <laughs> you know, I don't think it, it really. I don't think it really translates like in the in the show from what we're doing really because it's not sammy's era you know and but however invention i mean however of course i've done it a million times and i've always thought be kind of interesting to mix it in with a few other things so it might show up in an unlikely place, there not in its complete. Is it possible it might show up right now, like this no. very second? Yeah. No. It's not. No, it's, right now, it's a it's a concept in my head. Oh. And Why I figured, isn't that like thirty seconds of eruption? I might, want to, get, I might like, want to get a good night's sleep and yeah, wake up right late now, and you know yeah. the usual thing before. Right I, now, I Joe got up at four o'clock this morning, and uh, yeah. uh, so well, Sammy mentioned for unlawful carnal knowledge a couple times, which is maybe. Outside of 5150, my favorite from from this era of the band. And I mentioned Pound Cake earlier, which was the first time Jason, I saw that. I was at that show, played with the band. Is there any chance you'd be up for a little bit of Pound Cake right now? Can we get a little bit of that? I don't know. I kind of know it. There's gear that's got to be changed. I didn't know I was... Requesting Alistair. Well, to we don't we, listen. We haven't rehearsed, pal. You know. I know. No, I'm it's just so saying, funny. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm not expecting like. Well. I'm sure, it's going to be just fine. It's Joe Satriani, Sammy Hagar, Michael Lavey, and Jason Bonham. I can How remember. Can it not be great? How can it not be great? Sammy, I got, I got, I got to ask you in that song. Since that record came out, when you sing the line, you take an average guy and you point to Michael Anthony every time. Oh Michael, does that know. piss you off? He's been doing that for I twenty know, plus years now. Michael. Hello, is this new? Mike yeah, is I'm a pretty average guy, though. I guess. Oh, that's real. One of the few real average guys on the planet, you know, unpretentious. The best. The best. The best. Yep. Oh God, it's so funny. <laughs> So um, I know you guys have had a long day, and I appreciate you taking the time to do this, and we got to wrap here, up here soon. But just re- recap the tour. You're starting uh, next summer, and I believe you start in Florida, right? Yeah, so, July yeah. something. July. Yeah, it saves you money because I live there. Seven, <laughs> 11, <laughs> the 11th, something like that, yeah, in July. And, um, yeah, right now we're just doing about 30 cities, and I'm not going to do any more than that until I know that I can do it. And because I will never go out on stage and sing and 
when I can't do it. You know what I mean? I'm, so if, if it falls apart in the middle of the tour, probably blame me, but could also blame Mike, you know. <laughs> but given, given that we're hearing this man sing this stuff when he's been up since 3 a.m., yeah. and this is his second radio show today alone, he's done. I, I have called him respectfully in the best of ways a freak of freaks, and you just saw it in person right here because Thank it's you. crazy. And, and Sam, Sammy, to that end, like, there are huge songs from the early days of Van Halen for you. Oh, whether it be Love Walks In, whether it we be do that. Dreams. We're, we're going to do Love Walks In. Uh, why can't, uh, When It's Love. Yep. You're, you're, you're good with singing all that stuff. Oh, yeah. Yep. Not Dreams. Dreams is not going to be in this. <laughs> dreams should. The dreams was something that I did in the studio, and I don't know how I did it. It was just one of them things where it came out, and I sang like that for once. And we did it a lot of times on tour, but I'd have to cut corner a lot of corners. And Vic Johnson and I, we took it and put it in a whole nother key and played acoustic like an acoustic song and sing. You're like higher and higher, not screaming it. But I wouldn't do it like that on this tour. We want to do everything really like the record on this tour. Um, but uh, I want songs. I'm looking forward to 5150. Haven't played that since 5150. Uh, 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 Summer Nights. Haven't played that since 5150. Uh, love Walks In. Yeah. That's that's Woo. one of the greatest love songs ever written. Yeah. But yeah. we, and we're going to have a real piano player. You know, We're going to play it. We're going to play that fucking song. Can I say uh, his name? Yeah, please. It's a good, good luck with this. Because you haven't said his name all morning, right? Ray Thistlethwaite. Thistlethwaite. Ray Thistlethwaite. I can't wait to hear Sammy do the band introduction. <laughs> Thistlethwaite. <laughs> I'm on a couple of tequila pops, right? So, I'm gonna go. All no, the way from band, down. He's in a band called Thirsty Merc, a really popular rock band in, in Australia. Okay. And he's, he's good. He's so he's, amazing. He's really, he's really going to bring something to the band. Yeah, yeah. he's really great. I'm looking forward to the bonding between me and my Aussie uh, compatriot, you see. But we're going to play a Montrose. We're going to play a Chicken Foot. We're going to play about five or six Sammy souls. We're kind of going to flip-flop my Sammy stuff from the circle. You know, we'll play the circle... Uh, I mean, we'll play mostly Van Halen and then my solo stuff in between that, the way we play uh, Van Halen in between my solo stuff with the circle right now. We're just going to flip-flop it a little bit and see how it feels and bring it to the people and, and keep the music alive and and uh, serve the music as best as I can possibly serve it with the right people. This is the right people. These are the right people. As you can see, we haven't even fucking rehearsed, and that's the truth. God's well, truth. And I can say as a fan of all of you guys for so long, I'm so, and I know I speak for the fans, we are all so happy you're doing this because, I mean, it's been great that you've been representing this with The Circle for a while and in your own career, Sammy Circle, whatever. But um, to go deeper into it, and, uh, you know, we all miss these songs. In the summer, outdoor amphitheaters mostly, I mean, what what's better than hearing these songs played live by a band like this? That's going to be incredible. So tickets are on sale, I believe, November 15. Is that the date that I saw or no? Yeah, tomorrow. Tomorrow. So you probably they're probably on sale as you're hearing this. So get to Ticketmaster. Get your tickets. I'm hoping you do more shows. I'm hoping this. I don't want to kill you, Sammy, but I, I hope <laughs> no, this goes for a couple do it, years. I just won't do it half-assed. Well, you good know. on you for that yeah. because there's too many people out there oh, doing yeah. it half-assed, <laughs> to be honest with you. So uh, thank you for keeping it real, keeping it live, and, and having that integrity. Um, before we wrap up, is there any chance we can get a little bit of something else just to go out with? What the Anything. Little chicken foot to close it out. So great to hear that again. 
Joe Satriani, Sammy Hagar, Michael Anthony, Jason Bonham. See him on tour next summer. Guys, thank you so much. I uh, can't wait for the tour. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. We love, we love Eddie. We love Eddie. Eddie gets it. Well, that was so much fun. Always is with those guys. And, of course, Sammy and Michael are going to be performing December 11th for my 40th anniversary in Radio Party at the House of Blues in Las Vegas, which is totally sold out. But uh, keep an eye on my socials. If there's an opportunity, I might leak out a few extra tickets to get you in the room. There's going to be tons of surprise guests and jams going on there as well. And, of course, you heard from Sammy, Michael, Joe Satriani, and Jason Bonham. I don't know. Satch may or may not make it, and I'm not sure about uh, Jason either. Hopefully they do. But Sammy and Michael will be closing the show for my 40th in radio, and I am super honored that they'll be doing so. And uh, always great to visit with them. We had a great conversation, as you just heard. Again, go to the SiriusXM app if you'd like to hear the full show with performances included. And also, don't forget, now on the SiriusXM app is full pro shot video of that entire interview with the performances. And if you don't have SiriusXM, again, great way to sample it totally free for three months. Just go to SiriusXM.com slash Eddie Trunk. Three-month trial for free. No credit card required. How can you not take advantage of that offer and get a chance to sample Trunk Nation every day, Monday through Friday, 3 to 5 Eastern, Faction Talk 103, or anytime on the SiriusXM app. And you always got that extra show on Mondays as well on Channel 39, Hair Nation. So a lot of ways to connect six live shows a week on SiriusXM for Trunk Nation. Hope you come on board. Follow on social media at Eddie Trunk. Again, you guys in the U.S. have a great, great Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Hope to catch you on the radio. And, of course, back here next Thursday for another episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.